0: Listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 301. Okay, the Lord's here with the one, the only, the. Why are you giving me that look? John Brownstone. <laughs> hadn't done anything yet. I know. I was waiting <laughs> to see what was going
1: to come out of your mouth. A
0: preemptive look. It's mm. never stopped me before. <laughs> <laughs> the only look that works is the one that I get after I fucked up, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we knew we would do this week's topic even before I had surgery in December. And I would mm-hmm. like to just point out it was a certain not me's idea. You were like, we should talk about this. And I went, yeah. sure, let's do it. I always love it when when you come up with the ideas. Uh, so we didn't know exactly when we would do the, the topic or how because we had to see how things went. If it had been a, a clusterfuck, then we might have waited a little longer. But I am fully recovered from surgery. And so yeah. we are definitely uh, ready to talk about our experience with a temporary halt to a big part of my submissive identity, which is the ability to serve and the things I do in service Mm -hmm. of you and our relationship. Sure. That's what we're talking about today. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving B- ESMPC, what are words? I don't know. <laughs> on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, DS and the number one, so that's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps, the membership drive, has ended and we are so happy uh, to welcome everybody in yeah. who has joined so far. Lots
1: of new folks. Absolutely. Yeah. Now
0: look, the membership drive might be over, but you are still welcome to sign up at any point. We uh, we love it if you do, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Patreon is how we're able to do this thing. And mm-hmm. the more support we get in that way, the more we can do and also not gonna lie we can pay our mortgage so there's that <laughs> um, so yes the membership drive is over but if you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content like live q a and po- um, a bonus podcast episode and stuff like that plus a discord server where mm-hmm. the c- part of the community like really hangs out uh you can join us at patreon.com slash kayla that's patreon.com slash kayla Okay, so before we get into this week's topic, we would like to say a big, huge, happy thank you to uh, this week's sponsor Beducated, mm-hmm. an online platform for learning things, but not the typical things that other places uh, try to sell classes <laughs> for. No, 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 we're talking about sex and relationships and kink and sexy activities and things that maybe you've thought about and you're like, but I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Beducated might have you covered. Um, so I, went, I was thinking about our topic for this week and while it did not, I don't feel like we lost a sense of this during my recovery, we have definitely struggled with it prior to. Um, and there was a class for that. So there's a class I went I went on a deep dive uh, hmm. at educated called Road to Intimacy. Ah. And uh, my understanding is it's either for people who just struggle with intimacy and building it between their, in their relationship in general, or, as tends to happen in long-term relationships, you lose a sense of intimacy. Other parts of life get in the way. And then you're like, but how do I reconnect to this person that I want to be connected to? Um, And the class is taught by, um, hold on, let me get their names because I didn't want to screw it up. (laughs) Uh, Yes, Lola, you like the class too. Uh, Dr. Jenny (laughs) Schuyler and her husband, Daniel Lebowitz, they are relationship and sex experts. um, And they talk about intimacy as a, like a roadmap and a pathway and that there's four different types, emotional, physical, sensual, and sexual. Um, And they all kind of tie together, um, which sexual kind of, you know, if you're not having sex, interested in sex, that's not your thing. I still think there's probably value in the uh, emotional, physical, maybe the sensual. Um, But yeah, like whether it's from uh, recovering from surgery or there's been something else in your life that like has disrupted your intimacy and you're like, and how do I get this back? A class like this could be helpful. I was definitely intrigued in the way they were breaking it down. It was all video um, and there were short videos, longer videos, it was a nice mix of lengths. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's all on Beducated. If you use our special link and our special code, you get 70% off. I misspoke last week because I read the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's 70% off with our code. That's what our code gets. It's actually the best sale you can get even when they're doing other sales. Okay. So that brings it down to $7.99 a month. When you sign up, you get access to all the courses they have for that one price. You don't have to pay extra just because they added a new course and they're adding new courses all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, they've got a kink section. I have already told them, and I've said this many times, I want that to be bigger, please. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but also they have a lot of other uh, topics. Um, some I'd never even heard of before. And some I was like, Oh, okay, here we go. This looks interesting. Mm. They, they, and uh, roadmap to intimacy is one of them. Yeah.
1: Good. Re- they, they are a good resource. They
0: are. They are. And so if you sign up, you can cancel at any point, but, when you sign up and you use our code, you get that discount for as long as you have a membership. Uh, it doesn't go away after the first month. So our link mm-hmm. is in the places. The code is loving. We invite you to check them out. Beducated is the place. Uh, see if it's for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Beducated, for sponsoring this week's episode. Um, next thing before we get into the topic, let me get back to my my list of notes, notes.
2: here. <laughs> uh,
0: we are having our Friday night hang out this friday mm-hmm. what are dates that will be the 18th of february Correct. uh starting at 9:30 p.m eastern um going until maybe midnight <laughs> it's been a wild week and it's only wednesday so right. i don't know yeah, how tired it we'll has,
1: be. <laughs> it has
0: but if we stay energized enough we can make it through till midnight and
1: whether i can sneak a nap in in the afternoon <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: same and I, no, I don't nap. um so We have changed the format for 2022. That first half hour from 9.30 to about 10, we're just easing in. We're just getting there. We're just Mm -hmm. like chit-chatting. I'm saying hi to folks. I don't know if we're drinking adult beverages or eating chips and dip. We hadn't figured that out yet. You were supposed to tell me what you wanted to do and we forgot to have that conversation. Uh, But around 10 o'clock or so, we'll start taking questions if people um, have them. And we will still do idle chit-chat and talk about random things. TV shows we watched when we were like 10 and and the weird stuff that we talk about at Hangouts. (laughs) So that is this Friday uh, on YouTube. It is open and available to everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, So you don't have to be a patron, you don't have, no, no. It's just, yeah. And if you um, are a subscriber to our newsletter, we put the link to that in in the newsletter. Um, Also, we put it in the show notes page um, for podcast listeners. And also if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, sometimes notifications actually work. (laughs) Not always, but sometimes. So uh, that is um, that is happening this Friday. I don't know what is wrong with me, but I keep losing words as they're trying to come out of my mouth. This I will noticed
1: make that. Well, the same thing happened to me earlier when we were doing the video.
2: Oh, God. The
0: editing I'm going to have to do on the video we recorded this
1: morning.
0: <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> so, so, okay. All of that. Here we are in yeah. our episode. So we kind of talked about it before I've, I was mentioning it in different random spots. We talked about it when we got back from our break, I had surgery mm-hmm. right before Christmas, two days before Christmas. Uh, I did that on purpose. I did was not, my feelings were not hurt. I was right. right in the middle of a work break. So it meant I would, did not have to try and juggle still doing work, having expectations from clients, people shopping at your site, right. stuff like that. It was understood. We were going to be kind of quiet. Um, and it did not ruin my Christmas at all. Actually, this was the most laid back Christmas (laughs) I've had in a very long time. But I had a hysterectomy on December 23rd. Uh, That got scheduled in like November, or was it October? Anyway, several weeks in advance. We knew it was coming, we could prepare for it. We were absolutely talking about how this would impact us leading up to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I stayed one night in the hospital, Thank goodness! (laughs) I would have been sad if I'd have been in that hospital for several days. That would have that would have been a bummer. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, I was told that in general it should take about six weeks to recover yeah. uh, that is what happened for me um but there were some things i had to follow like the first few days i didn't want to get up and walk around but it was sort of yeah. a, you have to get up and move when you can but also don't try and run a fucking marathon just like chill out in the instructions the doctor gave me it even yeah. said in that first week you're allowed to walk around your house you're allowed to get yourself a snack or a drink but you should not be cooking you should not be standing there to do that right the second week, the parameters are like, you can walk to and from the mailbox. That is it. That's as far as you go. <laughs> Um, If you're capable of doing even that. Um, And so I I had these parameters. I love Mm -hmm. a good checklist rule sheet. Tell me what the expectations are because then I know I'm following the rules and my inner good girl can be at peace. Um, So that was helpful. Had all that in advance. So this was not a surprise kind of situation. I Mm -hmm. think, I know, I actually know based on your accident at the end of September that had this been a surprise situation,
1: yeah. Our yeah. reaction
0: and response and feelings about it would have been wildly different <laughs>
1: Well, than they ended up Yeah, being. I mean, the, the major difference, obviously, you know, I, I was laid up for three weeks because I was hit by a literal fucking car. Mm. <laughs> right? Did I say it correctly? Is that how you...
0: Well, you don't put the same quite of inflection Infl- and, and okay. uh, righteous right. indignation yeah, on that I do. Yeah, okay. You were so, hit by a literal fucking car. And there goes our demonetization. Yep, there we go. Okay.
1: So anyway, you know, while it was inconvenient <laughs> at the least. Which one, getting hit by a car or we, surgery? Um, Well, getting hit by a car. You were technically in your glory because you were serving. You were taking care of me. I was in of charge me. of everything.
0: Right. <laughs> and I sometimes kind of yes. like that.
1: I mean, you, you you know, you were doing everything you needed to do to take care of me. Yes. And with the surgery, the tables were turned. I was
0: under doctor's orders to let others take care of me. Right.
1: Not a fan, right. just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you Not being able to be the one to take care, Mm -hmm. but being taken care of, it was difficult for you.
0: In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I've had a lot of time to think about this. So before we get into that, let's make a few things very clear. One, this was a planned situation where, barring things you can't possibly predict, It had an end date. So we knew it was coming. We Mm -hmm. knew when it should basically be over. There was some up in the air, no way to know until you're in the middle of it kind of stuff because that's the nature of any medical procedure. You think you know how Mm -hmm. it will go, but anything can happen. Um, And we were very fortunate that everything went like textbook. Like my last appointment to get cleared to put things in my vagina by my doctor, they were, I was like, why why are they sounding so disappointed or surprised when there's no complications? I'm fortunate. It's luck but also can we not be so fucking surprised? Um, So I don't want this to, our specific situation to automatically be equated with, you know, people have um, long-term chronic uh, illnesses, disabilities, Mm -hmm. things that affect you day to day. I think there might be some crossover. There's gonna be maybe some similarities, but we have it very good. This is a temporary one-off. The reason we want to talk about it, though, is that for anybody who's kind of walking around going, oh, I'm basically healthy and it's fine and life is good, Mm -hmm. anything can happen to us at any point. It could be an accident where you get hit by a literal fucking car. (laughs) It can be a planned (laughs) surgery because a medical thing came up. It can be an illness that crashes into you that you were not expecting. And so I think that thinking about some of this stuff is not, I don't think you have to like plan for it because I don't know how much you can actually plan for it. But I think being aware that sometimes your roles, the things about you that are very important to you in your role as a kinkster, can and will get disrupted short-term, long-term, okay? Mm -hmm. But I also don't want it to sound like we think that what we went through is what everybody goes through because I don't think that at all. Like folks who have long-term ongoing issues that they have to navigate every single day of their fucking life, I mean, they're going to have experiences and insight that I ca- we can't possibly have. True, true, true. Um, and those are valuable insights. So um, one, if you're in a position to ever share and want to share, feel free, because I think we can all learn from it. Uh, two, because of that, because that's a whole topic we can't really discuss. And I forgot to put the link in the places, but I will get the link in the places. <laughs> we have started creating a uh, page on our website, lovingbdsm.net, um, mm-hmm. for places where people are talking about BDSM and disability or chronic issues and chronic conditions and things that they live with. And so some of the people are creators who happen to have a disability or an illness or something and they're kinky, so it all works into their life. And some of the resources are people who speak directly to here's how to handle these things. And maybe they interview people or whatever. Um, So if you are looking for that information, we do have a resource page that, Can is constantly growing when we come across new resources or people send us those resources, we try to link to them. Um, That's on the lovingbdsm.net site. I will get it linked in the places for anybody who wants it. So I just want to kind of put that out there. We are a one-off and we had it very, very good. And we know that does not equate to other people's experiences. That was a very long disclaimer, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay, so... um. Let's talk about this. So, yeah. in this case, so when we talked about your accident, you could not be in charge for a while in the way that you normally are. Correct. And I got to go into super service mode. Yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> if I could have had the Wonder Woman like stance and like uniform and one, that'd be kind of fun. But two, I would have. Like, I was thriving.
2: You were.
1: But in you this were.
0: case. I was a service sub who was basically being told by medical professionals and my dom to sit the fuck down.
1: Right. (laughs) That's right. Uh, (laughs) Go to make sure you follow doctor's orders.
0: Right. So let's talk about something that is coming in a, a very soon to be coming episode. I'm finishing up what I need to do to make that happen right now, which is prior to this. Because of your accident, because mm-hmm. of the 16 year old's car accident where everybody was fine, but still it was stressful because of everything that happened in the second half of 2021, making <laughs> it a shit show of a year for us. I had been in service sub mode, like to the nth degree oh, yeah. for months because I part of it was there's just a lot of life to be taken care of. <clears throat> part of it was that's kind of where I tend to thrive and I feel like I'm making life a little bit better if I'm actively doing something, Mm -hmm. which is not what I would say is the healthiest way to look at life because you don't have to be actively doing anything to make life a little better for any fucking body. (laughs) But that is what I internalize and that's how I move through the world. If I can be helping the people I care about, I am feeling more fulfilled and happy, except it exploded last year. It exploded Mm. and I... I was just being pulled in different directions. I'm still, even though I know the importance of it, I'm not good at going, shit's got to slow down. This is a little much. Yeah. Uh, I am getting better at pointedly saying to you, I need help. And here is specifically what you, I need you help do. with. do. But I still struggle. And you were in your own muddle of stress and trying to do your best too. And so as we got closer to the surgery date, one, I was approaching burnout, which is... What I mean when I say that topic's coming, we're going to have that conversation. I was definitely approaching submissive burnout of I can't take care of not one fucking body else yeah. right now. But I we
1: we had, we had so much dumped on us in such a short sure. span of time, sure. you know, it, it, it overwhelmed me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and still some of that is ongoing to this day, but you know it, it was a lot it would be a lot for anybody
0: mm-hmm. sure sure i mean it was just a I'm, people have been having wild moments that was our wild moment mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. but
0: so one i have my own complicated feelings and i've kind of talked about them in the past and i can get into them here about being kind of excited for this surgery I, yeah. i'm not sure people are not for please cut me open and remove organs that was not it was like the oh at the end of this there's no more possibility of ever even maybe getting pregnant or having a period again. And I'm a very happy person about that. Um, But the part where I was feeling kind of weird about it at first was Mm -hmm. I was very excited that I was um, medically required to sit the fuck down. You were, I was not, I'm not going to lie to you. I was not feeling bad. I was not, I was, I did try to spend time to prepare. It's like, let's make sure we've Mm -hmm. got groceries. Let me make sure I finish stuff up around the house that, that way one of two things would either have happened in my mind. It was either you would have to quote, worry about it while I was Mm -hmm. out of commission, or it just would not be able to get done because there was plenty to do. And I would be sitting still unable to move going, oh, I wish that thing had been done. (laughs) So The Mm -hmm. lead up to knowing I would be out of commission for a couple of weeks at least was a lot of busy work. And I tend to do that. And I feel it very much in my service, submissive role. When I know this has happened in the past, pre-plague, when I would go out of town without you, whether it was a day or it was a week, Mm -hmm. I prepped everything to make your life as easy as possible. I remember the first time I traveled out of town, I had food prepped, so all you had to do was heat it up. I had a list of, here's what this kid needs and expects on this day at this time. Like I thought through what was gonna possibly happen based on our routine during that time I would not be there to serve. Mm -hmm. And I knew you had to do it and I knew you were capable of doing it, but I also knew I know the little tips and tricks and secrets and efficiencies. And so let me make that easier for you. Yeah. In past times, as excited as I might be to go off and do a thing, I also felt guilty because I was leaving you with this stuff you didn't normally have to do. But because I was on the verge of burnout, I was not feeling guilty this time.
1: Yeah, no. I, <laughs> you you were looking forward to this. I, uh, you know. Um, and, and I kind of wondered through all that. You know, as much as you're looking forward to it, I was like, I wonder when the time actually comes if she's going to think it's as great as she thought it was.
0: Oh, sure. You There's know. definitely a difference yeah. between the anticipation and the reality. Exactly. <laughs> definitely.
1: Exactly. Um, it, it, was, it was different even for me. I mean, not that I haven't been you in the past, like you said – you know, you have gone away and, you know, spent a night or two away. But for me, this was a little different because you needed care.
0: Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there were things that you I needed you to do for me right. that you would not normally need to do. Correct. And I might not always be in the position to ask for the thing I needed, mm-hmm. whereas under, quote, normal circumstances, if I have a headache and need Tylenol and can't get to it, One, I'm usually gonna just put off taking it because I'm a fucking (laughs) dumbass. But I can, I can say, hey, daddy, I could, can you grab me a couple of Tylenol? That would right. be really helpful. And in the immediate aftermath of the surgery, especially when I was still on the good stuff, which was not as good as it could have been, but it was fine, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I would be sleepy and might miss the, oh, you really need to take that. It's been six hours. You really need to take that dose. Or I might not be thinking about or even aware of the time. And so you kind of had to be on and be thinking, it is time for her to take more medicine. Does she have water? She's not saying exactly. anything. Let me. Make Make sure she gets it. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, is absolutely a difference as well. Um, you know, I thought, and I don't know if it was a worry or if it was just a thought that I had, I kind of thought that my baby girl side would love the you the taking attention.
2: care
0: of me. The service submissive side of me. I never In the very early days when the pain was still harsh and I had just gotten home and I was still taking the Percocet, (laughs) (laughs) I was not feeling guilty, but I was still aware that you were having to do extra work. And I Mm. empathized with some of the stress that I could kind of feel coming from you like in the first two or three days after i got home it was very relaxed and chill it was a very chill christmas Mm -hmm. we all were low-key yeah we there weren't any pulls on our our demands for our attention because it was a holiday and everybody had you know it wasn't like we were answering a ton of emails or anything but once that part subsided I could see you trying to do what a lot of people do. And I've done this myself of, oh, I have to pick up the slack for this other person. So let me attempt to to do Everything gotta do all of it. I usually do, and yeah. everything they do, and it and was making you crazy, and it was making yeah. me, f- not making me feel bad, but I was empathizing deeply because I've been in that position and I know that stress. And mm-hmm. the thing I don't want for you both, as your sub and as a person who just loves you, is I don't want you to feel that way. Right. But also, once I became lucid again, which took about a week, I realized I was like, "What the fuck is he doing? He's making a, a rookie mistake there. He's thinking he's got to do." <laughs> all of it and you know what you do when you are one person c- having to do quote everything is you pick your fucking battles and yeah. you do and what I, you can do and i and did let the rest not go. And, and i
1: did not do that you didn't Correct. know you didn't Correct. know that that's what you're supposed yeah. to do yeah, yeah, yeah and you know I'm, I'm not gonna lie when when you were still taking the pain meds it was actually kind of easier I was sleeping. for me because yeah. you were sleeping and i just had to make sure at the at the correct time you took whatever meds you needed and mm-hmm. had something to drink while you were awake until you mm-hmm. you know zonked back out again <laughs> yeah i got
0: i don't know if it's actually like healthy sleep that you need to you need it for to recuperate your body but like the kind of making up for lost time sleep but oh it was it was delightful to just sleep yeah. i was not mad yeah. about it uh, we did watch a lot of movies and i only half remember <laughs> so
2: mm-hmm. there was that yeah no
0: i um uh, in those early days, I was there was no guilt. There was yeah. again. I think this comes down to, and this is a, a big. I'm, I imagine it's a big difference for a lot of people, and I know it's the difference between your accident and my situation. We knew this was coming. True. We had mile markers for lack of a better word to pace ourselves so Mm -hmm. we knew from both the instructions given to us by the hospital and the doctor and what the doctor told you after my surgery when she was letting you know that everything went fine and blah 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 and whatever we knew that okay this first week yes i had to get up and move around which oh fucking sucked um but i didn't i didn't have to do a lot and i needed to kind of be pampered and because i understood that because Outside forces told me it was okay, and my inner good girl went, okay, well, that's okay, because I'm following the rules, which, quite frankly, I shouldn't need that outside validation, but Mm -hmm. it worked because I had that. I didn't feel guilt in that first week. I don't feel much anything other than where's my pillow to put over my stomach, and Mm -hmm. please don't let the dog jump on me, and also I'm thirsty. Can I have something to drink? (laughs) And it was... Easy ish to go, hey daddy, can I have this? Hey Mm -hmm. daddy, I need this. I got better at asking the kids to do more, which they had never seen me laid low for anything. Right. I mean, because one, thankfully, knock on wood, it's total luck that I don't, I haven't gotten like truly sick in a very long time. And the last time I got sick, sick, sick as a dog, they were young and I was still of a mindset that you worked fucking through it. I mean, I still, I, had a, I remember having a strep throat and like nobody at work letting me go home. And of course I was I was a single mom at the time and somebody had to pick up kids and feed them. Like there there was no yeah. laying down. So they actually don't have that experience with me either, mm. but they were super helpful. And again, because I had the preparation and the, the tacit approval of everybody who understood what was happening, I never felt bad about going, hey kid, can you grab this for me? Hey kid, can you like i was like oh we're using all our resources today mm-hmm. you know and i wish that i am and i know a lot of people are like this that i don't need outside approval to say that it is okay to ask yeah. the people around you for help when you need help you we shouldn't need that we should be able to go my body is not doing what it normally does and i need some assistance please help me and have that without guilt or without pushback from other people. But mm-hmm. this was one time when all the men in my life were like, "What do you need?" And I went, "You know what? I'll take you up on this. Yeah. <laughs> I could use the diet and coke you, right
1: now." <laughs> and you were, um, you were, you were doing really well with it.
0: And in that first week, I was. In the
1: first week, you were. <laughs> now, I, I think when it really hit you mm-hmm. was a little later down the road.
0: Oh, once I was a little bit more mobile, yeah, and my thoughts were clear.
1: And yes. you know, let me, um, you, uh, if you've been around here longer than a hot minute, y'all know we run on coffee, and so much so we have a system we. Make our own cold brew in mass quantities because we
0: couldn't afford to go to the coffee. <laughs> we, yeah, place we to we, get it. we couldn't afford
1: our our, our coffee. I habit like paying otherwise. the mortgage. Thanks. Yeah, and you know I will make the the mass quantities of cold brew, mm-hmm. but then when it comes to making the coffee that I actually drink, this this lovely person right here. That's my job. That's her job. That is, that is part of I'm, her, you know, you, some of you, I'm sure you've heard of cigar service. Well, this is coffee service.
0: I am both a coffee slut and a coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you know. Coffee submissive. <laughs> like, both, okay? Yeah. And, not or,
2: and. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so, you know, she, 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 she takes care of that. Well, she was not allowed to lift anything.
0: And our coffee jug is heavy. It is, heavy.
1: It is a big honking coffee. <laughs> and it's on coffee. a top shelf in the uh, fridge. On the very top. The The top shelf of our refrigerator is is the coffee shelf.
0: It's, yeah. <laughs> it's where the cold brew brews. It's where the finished cold brew sits. It's yeah. where the special coffees go. And uh, it's also even, our caffeine shelf. I'll put Diet Coke up there sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. And, and
1: even the, uh, the, the coffee beans pre-bean ground will live up there.
0: It's the coffee shelf yeah. in our fridge, yeah.
1: So... I, 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 you know, I had to tell her. I said, "Baby girl, you are not to touch that coffee jug."
0: So here's what's funny: I didn't feel strange over not making your coffee yeah. because I understood I could not pick up this jug.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, but when you said, "I'll make your coffee for you,"
1: well, I almost okay. fucking fell
0: over. Yeah, I did not like
1: that. And and what the real kicker is. I I think that the thing that really kicked it off, and that was when I really saw it in your face.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't have controlled that response.
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh, Kayla makes my my iced coffee in the morning before I go out to the shop. And she will come to me and say, Daddy, your coffee's in the fridge. And on the way out, I go by the fridge, I grab my coffee, and, and away I go. And... You know, I, I did not think of this in, in the terms that it was done. I was just trying to be cute. <laughs> I made her coffee. Didn't want her lifting the, the the coffee jug. Sure. And I made her coffee. She was not quite coherent yet at that point. So I put it in the fridge. Baby girl your coffee's in the fridge
2: Mm-mm.
1: and her face Mm-mm. just Mm-mm. dropped.
0: It's funny. I've, I've experienced this enough times now, not just in this situation, but just over the years, the things that you, you end up doing that you think are just part of your habit, part of your routine, but that become meaningful. And mm-hmm. you don't think about the meaning cause you're just doing it. Yeah. And I had, would never, prior to that moment, I would never have said me telling you that your coffee was ready for you was, somebody needs it, it, Lola's not uh, howling at the door. It would never have said that that was a submissive thing, that it put me in a subby frame of mind. Like I would just, I would just never have done that or been able to think of it that way. But the moment I heard my Dom say it to me, I was like, Everything about this is wrong. It is wrong because that's what I usually say. And he just did my job. And also in my mind, in our dynamic and our relationship, that's what the submissive says. And my daddy is not a submissive. And what is happening here? And I could Mm -hmm. not have, I didn't freak out. I didn't fall to pieces. I just had this look on my face and I said, thank you for that. And also, never say those words in that order again. I don't care how you have to tell me. (laughs) I need you to never say that again. It is wrong in my ears. I don't like it. Um, That was the first time. That
1: that that was a defining moment. Yeah,
0: that was the first time I felt that. Oh shit! No, I am. I am a service sub always. It's just a mm-hmm. part of my makeup, but I am not serving no damn body right now. Like before the <laughs> surgery and, and preparing for the surgery, I understood it in a logical way and in an intellectual way. I will not be able to do this. That moment was the moment I felt it. I felt out of place in my submission. I felt the There was nothing wrong with the moment, but there was a wrongness in that feeling of, whoa, whoa. I'm supposed to say those words and do that thing. And I am not right now. Now, in my case, in this situation, I never felt bad about what my body was going through. I never was like, I wish this wasn't happening because one, it was planned. And two, it served a much bigger purpose. Sure, It, it had, on, on, I understood on, on, on several
1: different levels, yeah. Right,
0: and I wanted to get through this process as well as I could. I have over the past couple of years, quite frankly, I think the plague brought this on. I am more and more hyper aware of, because I have the good fortune of decent health, that when I can protect myself and prevent some things from being worse than they have to be, I will do that because if I get sick, not because bad luck rained its head on me or or if I get injured, not because of bad luck, but because I did something I was told, don't do that thing, it will end badly for you. I can't be the submissive I want to be. I can't be the mom I want to be. I can't work. And if I can't work, we are broke, broke bitches. Mm -hmm. So I am a lot more hyper aware, like wearing a mask in a store at this point, fully vaxxed and boosted and all that does not hurt my feelings. Cause I'm like, yeah, maybe my COVID would be mild, but also I don't have time to get sick. So as I'm recovering from surgery, I'm like, yes, I really wish I could do these things. But if I hurt myself more when a doctor has said, you will hurt yourself more if you do this, I delay my recovery. You
1: delay everything. Everything else gets pushed. That is a
0: completely different scenario from you have no control over how your body responds to something or what gets you sick or what lays you low. And it's, I go back to your accident where not only did you not have any control over it, so there's a lot of emotions that go with that, Mm -hmm. you also were given no expectation of when you might start feeling better, what right. feeling better looks like, what you shouldn't do, like you were, you literally didn't even get a band aid, <laughs> no, or a painkiller until two weeks later, and that out of control feeling, I while I can't directly relate because I didn't go through it, I watched you go through it. That is a whole different feeling, and the the things we think and feel when we feel out of control, I you know, it's if it, I'm you have to assume it's different than when you're like, wait, I understand exactly what's happening to me. I just need to follow this timeline, pray for good luck. And it should all work out well. Mm-hmm. If I'm, I keep saying, if I'm lucky y'all, cause any one of us on any day can go from being, you know not sick, not hurt to needing help for the rest of our life just to do basic things. Like it can happen to anybody at any time. So I recognize the luck. We got damn lucky with JB. That accident Mm -hmm. could have been a whole hell of a lot worse. Yeah, I was lucky that I didn't have complications, but I also went into it going, okay, I'm gonna do what the doctors say to help myself in the recovery, which meant with that view for me, I was not feeling guilty for at least the first two weeks. (laughs) By the third-ish week, when I'd kind of gotten used to the pain and it had gone down a lot, right. I was pushing at the bounds of that. I wasn't going against doctor's orders. Mm-mm. I was not doing that, but <laughs> I was feeling a little less patient about it all. I was like, wait, how how long, when is six weeks? When yeah. When is this yeah. gonna be? And I was also struggling with the fact that I couldn't sleep comfortably. And I, I know there's a lot of things that suck in this world, but from my perspective, not being able to get comfortable or to sleep through a night or to just lay in a way that feels good to your body. That, I mean, I could see how that could be. Lack of sleep can be used as a torture method because I, that nothing got me more wound up mm-hmm. than the, the pairing of the pain that the ibuprofen was only barely touching at a certain point and the fact that I could not sleep because then I just wanted this to be over with. And then on top yeah. of it, I was like, I want to do more things. I'm lucid again so I can see where things aren't being done the way that I would do them, which is another, I'm a controlling service.
2: (laughs) So that's another
0: issue there. Um, And I wanted to interject and go, you know, you could do it this way. I think I tried a couple times and I think I got sort of uh, metaphorically smacked down. (laughs) It's like, Hmm. I'm doing it. You can go sit down. I'll take care of it. But I was like, but I know an efficient way. <laughs> and you were like, I don't give a fuck. This is. My way.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> Which is how it should be. Quite frankly, I think that when I could let go of it and just let you do it. Mm-hmm. Ultimately I was fine. I, I have, we've joked about this before. Uh, we both think the other loads, the dishwasher wrong. Right. But, What actually matters is the outcome. Did the dishes get clean? That's what fucking matters. Did you have to hand
1: wash them? No. So, you you know, yeah.
0: Yeah. Once our dishwasher gets fixed, that'll be accurate. Uh, But so, uh, you know, I'm still grappling with that over all these years of... You don't have to do it the way I do it, even though I'm pretty sure I found it a really efficient way and you would be done faster if you just did it my way, but you don't have to, because what we care about is the outcome. So that was probably where, even though I wasn't trying to do stuff and I wasn't feeling guilty, I'll say this, I did not, I I didn't really feel guilty until about the four week mark. Yeah. Because then the pain went away. I woke up one day and there was no more pain and I went,
1: Wait, what? What? And I was <laughs> tempted to
0: to push against like, oh wait, if there's no pain, maybe I can do more. But for two days, I didn't trust it. I was like, this is a fluke. The pain is coming back. So I still like did the, you know, elderly person walk. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, wait, I've come this far with no complications. How about I just stay the course for a couple more weeks? It helped, a huge help, was that you were never pushing me to like speed up my recovery. Like, well, you're not feeling pain now, so you should be able to do it. You were completely supportive. And I really think, and I know this, I know this. Had I hit that six week mark and still been in pain or the doctor been like, okay, look, you should take it easy for a couple more weeks. Yeah, we would have been disappointed. Of course we would have been. Uh, We wanted to stick things in places, but you would have gone, okay, that's what we're doing. Now that, if that had happened, I think that's where my guilt would have come out because I would have had it in my head that this had an end date, And so we only had to, quote, endure for so long. Mm -hmm. And then if that had been extended, that would have been hard.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I I, I didn't look at it that way because I, as far as an end date, Mm -hmm. because these kind of things, an end date is not written in stone. No, no. You know, everybody is different. Everybody has different tolerances. Everybody heals differently. Mm -hmm. So you know no i did not think you know oh week 6 boom the the switch is going to be flipped and
0: and we didn't even go by the calendar because no. my doctor's appointment got delayed by like 3 or 4 days and we waited for the doctor to say something yes so yes. yeah and i again i really think that had just some of the circumstances of this experience been different i would have had a different reaction mm-hmm. the freedom and luxury to sit my ass down for a couple weeks. I didn't get Christmas dinner. I didn't have to do the cleanup from Christmas, which I was delightful. (laughs) Uh, That was wonderful. I watched everybody take the decorations You you, you sat there on the
1: sofa and watched us all take stuff down and pack it away.
0: And I'm not, I'm not going to like act like none of it affected me. There were moments where I was like, Oh, this is what I would normally be helping to do. And I'm not. And then there were moments because, I, uh, you know, this is what I would normally be doing and I didn't mm-hmm. have to, and it's the part I hated. And I was like, woohoo, I kind of like this. Yeah. I tried to be careful not to gloat because that didn't feel appropriate. Um, the To me, the most interesting conversation is one we've already alluded to where you got super stressed. Now your stress, whoa, spikes my stress because- yeah. For lots of reasons, but in relation to this specific conversation, as a service submissive, as your service submissive, what I want is to make your life as easy as possible. Yeah. I don't want you to be stressed out. I know My I can't life was prevent not it. easy
1: as possible at that no. Point in time, no. I
0: cannot prevent stress, but the things that I can help with, I want to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And that part was difficult. But then when I was, when we were talking about it and you were like, you were rattling off all these things that you thought you had to do. And I went, I don't have any expectation that you do all of these Mm -hmm. things. And I said, this thing right here, it can totally fucking wait. And that thing over there, it can totally fucking wait. And then it clicked. And I actually was able to, uh, this is not something I should be proud of, but uh, I took a little pleasure in it. (laughs) One of the contentions we have as parents is a thing I learned when I was a single parent. It was a pick your battles kind of thing. And one of the battles I won't fight my kids is food like how much of it they eat when they like there's certain ground rules and expectations, but in general, like I'm not fighting that battle. You don't like the food? Fine. Go make yourself a fucking sandwich. I don't care. And I got to that point because in the single parent days, I never got support from their bio dad at all. It was me. Once we split,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. you can't get it all done in a day as a single parent. One kid, two kids, 10 kids, I don't care. You can't. It's impossible. So you pick and choose what's most important. What will I focus on? What will I just leave? And it was in that experience that food became my thing of, no, nah, if are you eating? Are you growing? Are you healthy? Mm, okay, fine. <laughs> After that, I don't give a fuck. And that attitude has been kind of how I sometimes make these decisions. And so yeah. when I realized what you were doing, total rookie mistake, <laughs> I put, brought it up because i on a contentious thing where i know that i'm right i like to sometimes rub it in on how i got to that
1: conclusion not you not you
2: (laughs) and i was like
0: look pick what actually matters forget the rest the rest will be there And I'm not worried about it. So you're not doing it for me because I'm over here going, I don't give a fuck if that thing didn't get clean or that Mm -hmm. errand didn't get run. What has to happen? Let's get that done. And if there's something that we can push off for another day. And so that was how I ended up coming back into my role as service submissive was not by Mm -hmm. physically doing things. And I think this is important to remember for service subs out there. It was not by physically doing things, even though that's what I usually do. It was by advising you yeah, and going through like the list of, oh, let's toss that for tomorrow. Hey, that can be next week. You know what? I'm okay if you don't do this, it's fine. Because you were trying to be me, another rookie mistake people <laughs> make. I can't be you, you can't be me. You can only True. do the best you can. And you were like, but Kayla does these things, gets these things done on these days in this way. And my job is to keep this household running. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that was me going, yeah, the household has to run with one person I, at that point i was at level half I, it was one and a half adults i was like that means we can't do the same amount that two right. overly stressed burnt out fucking adults can do so <laughs> yeah. let's ease up and be and practice some self-forgiveness so i understand that a lot of people looking at our relationship will listen to that and hear that and go oh that's not a submissive that's a bossy bitch well i am a bossy bitch. it's fine i'm not offended by that i take that as a compliment but also for me, that was an act of service to help you figure out how to navigate And it this. did.
1: And and the thing is, where where that kind of falls into place too, you are a very detailed organizer.
2: I love it. I mean – Yeah, you,
1: you you love organizing like and, and, and putting it's things in exciting. your place. <laughs> so, you know, you – by you kind of getting those things helped me. And that was all I and wanted. That was, As yeah. your
0: service sub, that's all I ever fucking want to do is help you. I me. mean,
1: at that time too, I also did kind of turn around and um, lean on the boys and say, I need you to help me with this. I, I'd like you to take care of that. We
0: fuck up a lot. They they have their own responsibilities. Like mm-hmm. we, we have expectations of them, but outside of those things that we set up, however long ago, we, prior to this, we don't. We don't right. ask them to do extra, which I think is a failing on our part. I don't think there's mm-hmm. anything fucking wrong with asking no. everybody no. in the household to do their part when necessary. Um And that that was a, a, a positive change because right. when one of the, in our case, four of us, when one of the four of us is down for the count, that means the others rally to the best of their ability. And that's going to be dependent upon a person's age, a person's actual mm-hmm. ability, what needs to be done. I think that letting go of the expectations that who the fuck set them? This is our house and our family. Who says certain things have to be done on certain days at certain times other than ourselves? Tossing that part makes life easy, especially when one of you is down for the count. Leaning on other people who maybe like kids, like you wouldn't normally ask them to do extra. You're living in this fucking household, you're participating, you can do a little bit extra. Right. From a service missive perspective, because us going through this one-off that went textbook well is is not indicative of what a lot of other service systems go through. They go through it in an ongoing way or like we did with your accident, like something comes out of nowhere. Serving is not always physically doing a thing. True. And I think a lot of us get confused by that. Mm-hmm. I do. I am very yeah. used to my service being a to-do list of these are the tasks I'm taking care of. But I got to feel my service subby self when we sat down and we brainstormed and I was like here and, and it Mm -hmm. helped. And this always helps for any doms out there who need the reminder that you value my opinion. You trust my opinion. And yes, you will disagree with me. And you might want me to say something in a certain way or minus a certain (laughs) tone, but you recognize my expertise in something in my experience and you rely on that yeah. and you use that, which uh, is a submissive, also kind of hot. Like use me, daddy. Even if that means <laughs> let me organize your fucking life for mm-hmm. you in a conversation. Let me help you put things in perspective. Like, yeah, use me, daddy. and be sexy as, as you'd like it to be. And it might be, you know, go make yeah. you some coffee. But in this case where I physically could not do anything, right. I could still help you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And not only, could I? I wanted to. I fucking love it. Like, it's my jam, and you let me. Yeah. Like, I, I can absolutely see a world where you or any other Dom goes, well, I'm in charge of this while you're down for the count, so I'm going to do it my way.
1: Yeah, but see... I don't think
0: that's always helpful either.
1: In, in, in that aspect, once you started doing that, your demeanor changed. Oh yeah. Okay. Your your demeanor changed because at that point you felt like you were being of service. Exactly. And, I felt myself know, again. You Absolutely. felt yourself again. And, and, and in that there was a big change mm-hmm. from the Kayla who prior to that, I, I can't do anything. I, I can't. I, i I'm this feels bigger. weird. I'm not yeah. sure how i you know, <laughs> so, so it, it, Fed into your need to provide service. Oh, I
0: felt so useful. And there's something yeah. toxic in feeling useful, but well, as a service, as a, I felt so fucking useful. I loved it. I loved it.
1: <laughs> I so, loved it. you know, it uh, it, it, w- it was a good thing. And, you know, I, I look at it this way, the whole thing, you know, because, you know, she said about, you know, taking care of her and everything – I, I have said that in this, this in the past um, for all y'all who have been here for a long time, you know, you, you don't break your toys mm-hmm. or you can't play with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though this was planned from start to, you know, knowing that there was an eventual finish, you know, I also knew that the better care she had, the better rest she got following the instructions – Discounting any anything that, you know, I mean, anything could happen at any time with something. But, you know, to give you the full benefit of healing. Mm-hmm.
0: And you know what? I, there was the, the healing of the body and that, that went very well. Knock on mm-hmm. wood. Very happy about that. The break I allowed myself and I that I purposely just didn't feel guilty about because I understood it goes back to managing expectations, expectation mm-hmm. management. I believe we've done an episode on that. We
1: did. We um,
0: and because I had all that information and understood what was happening and agreed with it, like, I think that's helpful too. Like I saw, I saw the value in what I was being told to do. Um. I could, I could allow my body to heal. And in the process, that burnout that I mentioned, we're going to get to that episode. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, that got, you know, for for a, a little bit, the expectations that I placed upon myself. Yes, you have expectations for me, but you will never be as hard on me as I am on myself. <laughs> um, I know that's like a person trait, regardless of role. But I know plenty of service submissives who are like that too. So I know I'm not alone. Um, getting to take that weight off, like mm. having the permission. With myself, not your permission, but giving myself permission for that. Sure allowed my mind to rest. And I know that that is not a luxury that you have in every case where there's a recovery or a whatever. I certainly was not resting while you were recovering from getting hit by a literal fucking car. Um, (laughs) But understanding that there was a, a timeline that I needed to follow and there were certain things I needed to do and that the expectation from everybody, including myself, was you will sit your ass down and just heal and let yourself do that was good for me on so many levels so that when I came back to myself, not even full strength, not even the six-week mark, but like the moment I was pain-free and started to trust that I was, okay, I'm Mm -hmm. staying pain-free for now, I was energized. I was still taking it easy. Right. It was weird because I was feeling so good. I'd have somebody, whether it was you or a kid go, "Mom, I don't think you're supposed to lift that yet. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Cause I was feeling Mm -hmm. normal again. So I was forgetting that there were restrictions, but that, time for rest that i took guilt-free which that is a fucking gift to get to feel like you have yeah. guilt-free rest because how many of us rest because our bodies force us to or a medical professional forces us to and we feel like shit about it and so when we're when we quote recovered we are exhausted because our emotions were hindering us that whole time it was mm-hmm. like the body was like okay yeah i'm chugging along but the mind was like oh ah, like I gave myself that permission and that was probably the greatest gift I could have given myself because sure. we came back to, you know, we, we eased back into work. I, mm-hmm. I thought I'd have more energy on week three than I did. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> right. This is not a 20 year old, uh, newbile. No, it was never newbile, but you know what I mean? This is yeah. not a young body anymore that never, like never had a problem. Like. Oh, this, this is what 42 feels like. Okay. Um, and, but we didn't force it. We purposely did that right. again for me. And I think you're, you and I are kind of on the same page with this. We try to think long-term if we had forced that first week, there would have been a week or two down the line. We wouldn't have been able to do anything. And then we'd right. have been really pissed. Easing into it mm-hmm. meant that we could go more, you know, we had more longevity and more long term right. ability to keep doing stuff. But man, since the full official recovery, you know, I my mind feels clearer, which that's nice. It's been a, been a hot minute. I've got the ideas flowing, we're getting stuff mm-hmm. done. We're, I feel like one of the things that lasted through this stint for both of us is we are to the best of our ability actually Paying attention to our our energy levels, meaning yeah. on a day where we have it to give, we give it. But if the next day we're like, "Whew, I'm tired. I can't, I can't do this." We're more forgiving of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I know this is not the case for everybody. I understand this was a special case where this was a planned thing with no complications. We were happy this the surgery mm-hmm. was happening. Right, but. So we were able to take things away from it that you might not otherwise ha- have the bandwidth to do. Yeah. But I feel like being forced to slow down is helping us now to listen to what our body needs and how our yeah. I don't know. I don't know how long that'll yeah. last. I know eventually the newness of things wears off and you go you can mm-hmm. easily fall back into older but, habits. But
1: for now, it's it's a very welcome aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So. You know, yeah, it was weird. There were certain mm-hmm. things you were doing for me. It was weird. Um, once I hit the pain-free point, it was hard to not do physical stuff to serve. I was very excited to get back into, I'll make your coffee, daddy. I'm here for that. And oh, I. it was, um, it was really hard not to do our bedtime routine for a while. I yes. physically could not bend over the fucking bed and he was not going to hit me even mm-hmm. lightly with nothing. Yeah. That was, again because of the circumstances, I missed it, but I didn't mourn it. Right. But when we got to come back with it safely, I was very excited. Like Mm -hmm. it felt special again. Yeah. And what I want to try to do is hold on to the specialness of it feeling new again and let go of any sadness or missing it because what matters most is how good it felt when we could do it again and I think that's a that's a big task that's a that's a big thing to try to do that I don't think even we would ever you know get right consistently Mm -hmm. but you know it just made it that much more special to me when I was like oh this was gone for a while and that did suck but it was understandable Mm -hmm. but now it gets to come back you know yeah uh, again, I go back to because all of this was planned, I think that's why this felt, put air quotes around this, easier to do.
1: Yeah, make, yeah, makes sense.
0: But because when I think back to your accident, I understood why everything was happening the way that it was, but that did not make it easy. And I think that that's one of the key differences for, for me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but then also finding ways to serve that still utilize my skills and knowledge, but that don't require my physicality, Mm -hmm. like, I uh, no, I just have to talk to you. But you, again, I go back to the thing that makes you such a good fucking dom. Your ego does not get in the way. You are humble, you have humility, and you're like, yeah, I'll listen to you. Now, if you're gonna talk to me in a tone, well, I'ma wait till you calm yourself, and then (laughs) I will listen to you. But you've always given me that respect, which makes it easier to wanna serve you. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, you have strong opinions on stuff, but you also have the ability to step back and go, whoa, she knows, something i don't know and it's it's a power move to like utilize the people around you and their knowledge like that's what leadership is and when we figured out that i'm sorry i bumped the mic cord uh when we figured out that way that i could do what i do yeah that didn't require lifting or moving or sitting up even Mm -hmm. i felt a lot better yeah especially since you do take my advice and I could see my advice in action. I think it would have been different if you would <laughs> let me tell you what I thought, and gone, uh uh-huh, and, and then, then just, just fuck it all and done your damn thing. <laughs> because then I'd have been like, well, why the fuck did we just go through yeah, that? I'd have yeah. been pissed. Not that I think that just because I give you advice, you have to do everything I suggest. Mm-hmm. But that's a, a thing I've always appreciated about you is you will pick and choose judiciously. Yeah. Merge the things you think with the things I think. And then we find a way forward. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that was a, a but, nice moment when I but realized, you I know, could do that. R-
1: regardless of the fact that we are in a DS power exchange, we're also a team. Mhm. 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 You know, and and to not listen to what you have to say,
0: if you didn't respect me enough to be able to listen to what I have to say, what the fuck are we doing here? Right. Because our the real, any power exchange needs to be built on mutual respect. Sure. We're gonna approach things differently. We're gonna understand the mm-hmm. world differently. We're gonna definitely have different ideas of how to get from point A to point B but what we can always do is give each other the respect to listen and to take in what the other one's saying and to understand that we're coming at it from our own sense of like experience with the world and what we know to be true. It does help. Again, my inner good girl really fucking Mm. likes this. It helps that, um, in the, over the years together, I can back up what I tell you with action. You've seen what I'm like, do this, do that. You've watched it fucking Mm -hmm. work. I put my money where my mouth is. Uh, (laughs) but yeah um rara in the live chat said something that mm-hmm. is so fucking true it said uh, a service sub serves however their dominant needs them to in this instance kayla served by taking care of jb's property and that is also true i think mm. if you need a way to like give yourself a good mind fuck about how the fuck do i get through a recovery <laughs> a downtime or whatever and you're a, a, a submissive yeah uh take care of yourself so that your dom can have whatever they need from you (laughs) at some (laughs) future point Um, I don't it's funny I wish I internalized that more and had that more in my mindset versus the oh shit if I get sick how do we pay the mortgage next month because that's Mm. a stressful way to look
2: at it I would rather
0: at it as, oh, I have to take care of myself because that's what my daddy needs me to do. That would be a, I would like that mindset better. Mm, there you go. There you <laughs> but, go. but I am nothing if not pragmatic. <laughs> so I'm like, but actually, what I need to do is work more. <laughs> <laughs> so like, not allowed to do things that I know will put me in harm's way. There's so many things yeah. you can't predict. There's no way to avoid it. Right. Anybody who thinks that they can or says that, oh, I didn't get hurt or sick because I did all the right things, like eh, fuck you, that's bullshit. Okay, you're you're deluding yourself. You got lucky. Okay, lucky is what that was. Um, but in these cases where I had some level of control over it, you know, if you recall. Mm-hmm when you got hit by a literal fucking car, um, you were trying to do things too soon. One, because nobody gave you any expectations to try and follow any way to gauge what was normal and what wasn't. And two, I turned the tables on you and I said, how the fuck are you gonna do the things you need to do in work, home, and this power exchange If you hurt yourself more. That's true. You know, it worked. We call that the tough love clause. That's way (laughs) deep in the archive. If you're not sure, uh, go to lovingbdsm.net and type in tough tough love and it should come up. Uh, We definitely follow that around here because Mm. I am serving oftentimes by making you, not making, but encouraging strongly and stridently for you to take care of your damn self. True, true. And I have no shame in doing that. I fucking yeah. love that, actually. It feels like telling him <laughs> what to do. It's really not, but don't tell my inner control freak that <laughs> it does feel that way. So, um yeah. So that was hopefully... Interesting, if not helpful. Mm -hmm. Uh, I never think that our personal situation will be helpful to others, but maybe it is if you got something from it, God, I hope so. If we entertained you, even better. That makes my heart happy. Um, (laughs) According to the doctor, I'm fully recovered. Uh, Mm -hmm. I can report we have stuck things in places now that the doctor said (laughs) we're allowed to. (laughs) It was delightful. Um, I have other... Uh what feel like good things that have come from the surgery that I'm still sort of like trying to wrap my mind around, but I'm like I'm feeling even better about having had it done. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of nice. Um we are basically quote back to normal, whatever the fuck that means. Um <laughs> uh and yeah, so that that was our mm-hmm. experience. Is there anything else you want to add? No, I don't
1: think that. I think we've pretty much
0: well, the moment we like stop everything, I'll think of five points oh, that I really ab- wish ab- I had made.
1: Absolutely. That, that's kind of like placing an Amazon order, you know, <laughs> know. And, you know five minutes after the order is placed. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I, I needed that thing. Yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I don't know what that says about us other than the fact that we spend too much damn money on Amazon. But uh, <laughs> that's. That's all I can say about that. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that I'm good on this topic. Um, if I'll say this, uh, if you if this does raise questions, uh, if, if you can make it to the Friday night live stream uh, on YouTube on February 18th, mm-hmm. feel free to bring those questions. Like yeah. if you're like, wait, you can you say something about this or what about this? Or Ooh, my stomach just growled. Sorry, y'all.
1: <laughs> wow. I
0: know that was a long
1: one. Even I heard that. I
0: know. Um. You know, I'll, I'll be happy to answer them at that point. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's it. And we can go into a bonus section.
1: Okay. So are we good? <laughs> I don't know. Keep, Keep it, it kinky, kinky, y'all.
0: I will see you next week, if not sooner, on Friday. That would be delightful.
1: Yes, baby girl. Can
2: I
0: talk to the crickets, please? You've been talking
1: for almost an hour. More than that. Yeah. Way more than that. See, so there There's way. always more to say. You sure?
0: I don't know. I can find more to say. Uh, I am the textbook definition of you talk to hear yourself speak. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that that doesn't play in uh, my memory from childhood stuff that's not positive, but <laughs> I also... I'm um, a self-aware bitch, and I know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it gets too lonely and boring around here, and everybody's gone, and i I will absolutely have conversations with myself, and they're enlightening. Okay, so please, may I talk to the
2: crank?
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See how long I could. Uh, oh God. Dissuade, and keep you from it, but uh, that your your discourse was. Uh, <laughs>
0: I don't know I don't know (laughs) I don't know if we did this topic justice but I always feel better when I'm relating it to us because then it's like what what does doing it justice mean it's what we went through so there we go Mm
2: -hmm. um Mm -hmm.
0: what uh, I do want to say, and I'm, I'll say it. I've said it a couple times. I'm going to say it again. Cause it makes me happy to, uh, our membership drive ended, uh, day before we recorded this on the 15th was the last mm-hmm. day. It went very well. Thank you to everybody who joined, uh, or stayed with us and, and was able to do that. If you were unable to do that, and it's just not an option for you right now, it's okay. We value you as, as part of our overall wider community. Yeah. We really do. Um, what we can do on Patreon is, is hopefully fun, hopefully interesting to, to folks it's we hope that's why they sign up and stick around um but it was it was it's gone well and we uh we have a little like small surprise that we think we're gonna do for our patrons so that is coming but i just want to acknowledge that Mm y'all listen to me beg cajole Enthuse for a month about it and it's over now and thank you whether you signed up thank you for that for sure for just tolerating the, the enthusiasm for the month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> so uh Lola has been snoring away in the background for most of this recording. I yeah. don't know what the mics pick up anymore but she is yeah. sacked out on her uh, love seat and just enjoying yeah. her midday nap. Mm-hmm. She not for anything major because she's a short-haired dog. So, uh, but we did take her to officially a groomer over the weekend for yeah. a bath and to get her nails clipped. Found,
1: found a really reasonable groomer close yeah. to the house with excellent reviews.
0: And we've been giving her baths since we got her, but yeah. one, <laughs> we've both just sort of realized oh, it's a lot, and she she's not overly stressed to the point that we think we're like harming her, but it just. It's a struggle. And she will not let us do her nails. Like she just, no. we're not firm enough with her. We're way too nice
1: to she, her. She will um, let me do most anything to but her. But not her nails. But not her nails. And
0: they'd go, gotten so long since for the time I was recovering from surgery, I couldn't have helped with that, even if she would let us. So we found a groomer that because all she needed was a bath and her nails done, it was like 20 bucks. I was like sold, and then she liked them, and they were very sweet with her mm-hmm. to introduce themselves to her. We, she did not want to go in once she realized like she could smell water, she could smell wet dogs. She was like, "Oh, there's water here. I don't yeah. want to go in." So she didn't want to go in. But when the person who groomed her met her, she, the woman got down on her level and snuggled her big old head. And I went, yep. "Okay, first of all, you're not one of those people who's like, ew, pities, because that would not have worked." But two. <laughs> Lola just melted. Like she yep. didn't want to be there. She knew there was water ahead in her life and she was not looking forward to it. But also, she's a cuddle slut.
2: And so <laughs> yeah.
0: If you rub the top of her head and like stroke her jowls, her,
1: her, her cheeks, yeah.
0: She's she's there for you forever. Right. And so um and then apparently they fell in love with her more when when we came to get her, they went to get her out of the kennel where she was and she, the woman said that normally dogs kind of fight and won't get their harness on. And Lola was so excited. She like rubbed up against the groomer and was like begging for love. And I'm like, yes, I couldn't tell the lady that this is a belly rub slut, but yes. yes. (laughs) So, and and
1: when she brought her out to the lobby, that was what Lola did. She came over to me and rolled over and was like, rub my belly.
0: She gave us side eye. Yeah. Up until she realized she was getting a puppuccino. Mm-hmm. Did we give her a puppuccino mostly out of guilt? Yes. Yes we did. We understood uh we were we understood what we had done to her and that she was not happy yeah, with us, so yeah. we we bribed her uh back into uh her affections with whipped cream. Uh, no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. No, none at whatsoever. All. Uh so yeah. Um I would like to be a proud mom for a moment. Okay. So that's the little news. The cats are the cats. They're <laughs> They're lovely individually, but together they just, they're the cats. (laughs) No, proud mom moment. So there's a thing, and I know this happens all over the country. I don't know what other countries do, um, where kids in band and other uh, groups, but I know about band, get uh, opportunities to do uh, district Mm. bands. When we have here, they call it all county and you're selected. You don't try out like you're literally nominated by band directors who know your, how well you can play. Um, so there's no tryout method for that. Like there are for, there's an all district thing. That's a tryout. There's an all state thing. That's, is that a tryout or is it a, you got a good score at a district thing. And so you get to go to state, that kind of stuff. But all county band is you're nominated by your band director. Both my children at their level so the 12-year-old is a beginner band. He has literally been playing his instrument for six months. Yeah. Uh, he got nominated by his band director into the middle school version of All-County Band. And the oldest, who told his band director, and that one is really competitive. was like, I would really like to be in this. And band director went, I'll see what I can do, but there's it's competitive to get approved
2: for mm-hmm. this. He got in. Yeah,
0: and their practices a couple of their practices are completely different locations same day different locations that's fine the 16 year old can drive his damn self we are the chauffeur for the 12 year old whatever but a couple of the practices are in different rooms but at the same location at the same time and i told the 16 year old guess who's driving his brother to practice
2: <laughs> yeah. and i
0: am proud i'm genuinely proud of these boys i'm very very mm-hmm. proud of them but also i'm very relieved that for at least two days we will not have to drive no damn body to no fucking practice. Right,
1: right, right.
0: The, te- the oldest one can do it. The teenager can do it. Mm-hmm. I- and he just went, okay. I said, you know, I said my, what did I call it? I said my 16 year long running plan to, you know, uh, develop a chauffeur is finally bearing fruit he went well that's the most inefficient plan i've ever heard of. I was <laughs> right. Like, you're right but it's working out in my favor so so yeah i'm i there'll be a yeah. concert for both the middle school version of the all can this on the same evening and so I will be in band parent bliss
1: Yeah, you, night. Will. yeah you will. I cannot
0: wait. I mean, will it Will it be as smooth and as put together as like the bands when they get to practice for weeks and months? No, but I do not care. I'll be like, there's yeah. my baby and I'll mean it for both of them.
1: Mm-hmm. So fucking
0: exciting. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got. My band geek self is happy. My mom's self is happy. Like just. Yeah. yeah.
1: And yeah, you should be.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the the youngest is, oh, that's a development, so.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: The oldest, I am his person within the family to go to when he wants to talk about something, has something on his mind. Um, we developed that rep- relationship, mm-hmm. God, years ago. I joke about this, I've brought this up before, but I think it was when he h- had me define the word porn, and I did it, one, in an age-appropriate way, but two, I didn't, like, freak out. Like, he knew I was safe to come talk to The 12-year-old, I figured he was not talking to me about stuff. And I was like, either he's just not ready or I'm not his person. And I thought you would be his person because y'all have a really strong rapport. We do. Well, the other night... 12 year old comes to me to tell me about this all county band thing and it's a permission slip thing I have to sign and he goes I don't think I want to do it I don't think I want to do it he was like scared his anxiety just spiked and I said well I'm not going to force you to do anything I said but I am going to highly encourage it I think you're going to regret this if you Mm -hmm. don't do this with everything he's told us about what he wants to do with in band and stuff I'm like I think I think you'll regret this This is a big honor but I also think you'll regret it but I said no pressure we'll talk about it tomorrow But I knew that he needed to talk to somebody because he would not even tell us what had him nervous about it. Like, I couldn't get him to answer questions or anything. We left him alone about it. Mm -hmm. If you if he had been in a mind frame of maybe he'd go to you, I figured he would. Right. Nothing. His brother gets home from work that night. Thankfully, it was an early night for him. Early meaning he came home at 930. Uh, And I said, hey, uh, your brother got into this thing, but he doesn't think he wants to do it. And I'm I'm worried he'll regret it, but he won't talk to us would you try talking to him? I said, don't pressure him, but just see if, you know, you Hmm, can answer his questions. Kind of
1: feel out where he's at.
0: One, I was proud of the 16 year old for handling it very well and not just being like a jerk and going, you should do this. It's dumb if you don't. He just asked him questions. Like what's on your mind? What's got you worried? And I was like, oh yes, we might be raising one right. And the youngest just poured his damn heart out. I don't know what was said. I didn't ask, not my business, but within 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. The oldest comes out and goes, "He's doing it." And then we hear this little voice from his bedroom, "Fine, I'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> and well, was like, you know, I Your I, brother uh, is your person. I'm happy for you, but also I'm a little sad.
1: Well, <laughs> you know, he the youngest does talk to me about things. But here's my thought on on this particular mm-hmm. you know, subject. Um when it comes to you know, the band stuff is, you know, now that the youngest is in the band, um, he looks up to his big brother. <gasps> oh, for sure. For sure. OK. Mm-hmm. And even when he first started playing his instrument, mm-hmm. you know, on the way home, uh, you know, when he would have to when he first started practicing, um, you know, is so and so home? Mm
2: hmm.
0: His brother home? Yeah,
1: yeah. Is, is brother home? How
0: do I sound compared to brother when he started playing? Now, they play com- vastly different instruments, yeah. like not even in the same grouping at all. Right. Like, what? But yeah, he, he compares, but he also and, wants to...
1: And, you know, Big Brother in the beginning... Did help him,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. getting started, you know, teaching him some of the notes, you know, teaching him fingering, you know, helping Teach him, him how to read music, read, you know? read music mm-hmm. and, and some of the fingering on, on the instrument. So, you know, he he does, you know, when it comes to the band stuff, yeah. he, he does look up to to Big Brother and, you know, he also sees all the things that yes, that he's doing. Oh, yeah. So I, I think that had a big. Uh, I, impact in I've that as well. I've just been
0: very spoiled. I have yeah. There's one kid I don't I I know it, too it was, much about the oldest, but yeah. it's like I have that rapport. Yeah. And you can't force that with mm-hmm. anybody, let alone your kids. And I was like, but you could kind
1: come of talk I mean, to the, me about the, stuff. the oldest can be very. Um, Boisterous and blustery in his own right. On a oh, on he a good loves shock
0: day. value stuff. He'll say the yeah. most shocking thing just to watch the expression on your right. face. I've had to learn to just remain neutral. Like I'm right. not going to give right. you what you want. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> right. So you know it. It was you know hearing him. It was very sweet though. It was. It, it made was. me feel
0: good about their future relationship. Right. As they get older. I did. I told the oldest, I was like, look, apparently you're your brother's person in the way that I am your person. And he knew exactly what I meant. (laughs) I said, so please do not be surprised when you're like off at college or whatever, if I'm not texting you going, can you please talk to your brother? (laughs) 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 Just just be aware that you might get those messages. Um, So, yeah, proud mom moments. all proud parenting moments, I should just say all the way around. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. Uh, We've just been working this week we're yeah. both exhausted mm-hmm. um yeah probably talk more about it. it's hard to do a bonus section on the week of a uh live stream hangout because what am i gonna talk about on know, Friday? except movies shows and music that we all listen to in childhood which is what we always go back to and favorite foods we always go back, hit back oh,
2: to yeah. That too. Yeah. oh yeah
0: um so. so yeah that's i think mm-hmm. that, that's it that, that's kind of yeah. it
1: yeah you know We've just been keeping on, keeping on doing our, our daily stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, moving along.
0: Yeah. it's This one, this week is a slog because there's a lot of extra stuff I have to do yeah. that I don't normally have to do. And I am tired. I had a couple nights where I just did not sleep very well. No, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday was like, oh my God, it was like a 16 hour day. And by the time we were getting ready to, to go to bed, I look into the mirror and stand in our bedroom and the lighting's not wonderful. So that doesn't help, but it is fine. And I look and like my bags had bags under my eyes. I was like, I recognize I look exhausted. What the hell? And then he looked at me and went, yeah, you do look tired. (laughs) I'm not offended by that. I just find it humorous that it's like, damn, get your ass in a bed and go to sleep. Right, right. So yeah, that's us. So yeah, Friday night is the live stream Mm -hmm. hangout. It's available for everybody. It's here on YouTube. Um, If you subscribe to YouTube, then hopefully you'll be notified, but we'll link mm-hmm. to it in our newsletter and stuff. Podcast yeah. listeners. So I try to do that for y'all cause it's like, if you are primarily a podcast listener and you're not somebody who spends a lot of time on YouTube, then what is, you know, why would I expect you to be subscribed? I'll just give you the link and you can come join us if you want. <laughs> also, uh, we support lurkers. So we're fine if you show up, put us on in the background and never speak to anybody. It's okay, there's no expectation. <laughs> we're absolutely pro lurking. <laughs> in chats and on live streams in this space because i lurk everywhere i watch some fascinating stuff and never fucking comment no not commenting can't make me do it not gonna happen uh that doesn't mean that i don't enjoy it so i always like to put that out um so yeah i guess we're gonna go now huh Mm -hmm. and we will uh we'll be back live um My stomach is still growling. Apparently, I need to eat lunch. I guess I'll do that when we stop recording. Um, I'm still marveling at how well this shirt is fitting. I don't think anything's really changed, but this damn shirt fits well. Well, There you go. I'm happy about that. That
1: that speaks volumes.
0: Damn, that must have been a big old uterus. No, (laughs) no, no. no. Okay, we're going to
1: go. (laughs) On that note. Look, when
0: you say it in the last, like, three minutes of a recording, when only the diehards are even still here, you're talking to your people at that know, point. It's I fine. Know, I
2: know,
0: Uh I Yeah, know. we are. For real, for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go. We will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. Um, hope to see you Friday night the live stream. But if not, we'll be back next week because that's mm-hmm. what we do. We're consistent like yeah. that.
1: Um, Thanks for joining us and mm-hmm. being here and mm-hmm. this insanity and... Yes. Uh, Okay, we're going to go. Bye. Bye.